Genesis 41, 14 through 42, 17. Pharaoh then sent word and called for Joseph, and they hurriedly brought him out of the dungeon. And when he shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came to Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, but no one can interpret it. I have heard it said about you, that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph then answered Pharaoh, saying, It has nothing to do with me. God will give Pharaoh an answer for his own good. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, there I was, standing at the bank of the Nile, and behold, seven cows, fat and fine-looking, came up out of the Nile, and they grazed in the marsh grass. Then behold, seven other cows came up after them poor and very ugly and thin, such as I had never seen for ugliness in all the land of Egypt. And the thin and ugly cows ate the first seven fat cows. Yet when they had devoured them, it could not be detected that they had devoured them, for they were just as ugly as before. Then I awoke. I also saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears of grain, full and good, came up on a single stalk. And behold, seven ears withered, thin and scorched by the east wind, sprouted up after them. And the thin ears swallowed the seven good ears. Then I told it to the soothsayer priests, but there was no one who could explain it to me. And Joseph said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's dreams are one and the same. God has told to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one and the same. The seven thin and ugly cows that came up after them are seven years, and the seven thin ears, scorched by the east wind, will be seven years of famine. It is as I have spoken to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Behold, seven years of great abundance are coming in all the land of Egypt, and after them seven years of famine will come, and all the abundance will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will ravage the land. So the abundance will be unknown in the land because of the subsequent famine, for it will be very severe. Now, as for the repeating of the dream to Pharaoh twice, it means that the matter is confirmed by God, and God will quickly bring it about. So now let Pharaoh look for a man discerning and wise, and appoint him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh take action to appoint overseers in charge of the land, and let him take a fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt as a tax in the seven years of abundance." Then have them collect all the food of these good years that are coming, and store up the grain for food in the cities under Pharaoh's authority, and have them guard it. Let the food be used as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine which will occur in the land of Egypt, so that the land will not perish during the famine. Now the proposal seemed good to Pharaoh and all his servants. Then Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find a man like this in whom there is a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, 
Since God has informed you of all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. You shall be in charge of my house, and all my people shall be obedient to you. Only regarding the throne will I be greater than you. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, See, I have placed you over all of the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put the gold necklace around his neck. And he had made him ride in his second chariot and they proclaimed ahead of him, Bow the knee! And he placed him over all the land of Egypt. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, Though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission, no one shall raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh named Joseph Zephenath Paneah, and he gave him Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of An, to be his wife. And Joseph went out over the land of Egypt. Now Joseph was thirty years old when he stood in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. During the seven years of plenty, the land produced abundantly. So he collected all the food of these seven years which occurred in the land of Egypt and put the food in the cities. He put in every city the food from its own surrounding fields. Joseph stored up grain in great abundance, like the sand of the sea, until he stopped measuring it, for it was beyond measure. Now, before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph, whom Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of An, bore to him. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my trouble in all of my father's household. And he named the second Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. When the seven years of plenty which had taken place in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come, just as Joseph had said, then there was famine in all the lands. But in the land of Egypt there was bread. So when the land of Egypt suffered famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph. Whatever he says to you, you shall do. When the famine was spread over the entire face of the earth, then Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. And the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Then the people of all the earth came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph, because the famine was severe in all the earth. Now Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, and Jacob said to his sons, Why are you staring at one another? Then he said, Look, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for us from that place, so that we may live and not die. So ten of Joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob did not send Joseph's brother Benjamin with his brothers, for he said, I am afraid that harm may happen to him. So the sons of Israel came to buy grain among those who were coming, because the famine was also in the land of Canaan. Now Joseph was ruler over the land, 
he was the one who sold grain to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brothers came and bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. When Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he disguised himself to them and spoke to them harshly. He said to them, Where have you come from? And they said, From the land of Canaan, to buy food. But Joseph had recognized his brothers, although they did not recognize him. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he had about them, and he said to them, You are spies. You have come to look at the undefended parts of our land. And they said to him, No, my lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all sons of one man. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. Yet he said to them, No, but you have come to look at the undefended parts of our land. But they said, Your servants are twelve brothers in all, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is with our father today, and one is no longer alive. Yet Joseph said to them, It is as I said to you, you are spies. By this you will be tested, by the life of Pharaoh. You shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you, and have him get your brother, while you remain confined, so that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you. But if not, by the life of Pharaoh, you are certainly spies. So he put them all together in prison for three days. Matthew 20 For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius for the day, he sent them into his vineyard. And when he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and to those he said, You go into the vineyard also, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went out. Again he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did the same thing. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day long? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. Now when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, starting with the last group to the first. When those hired about the eleventh hour came, each one received a denarius. And so when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they grumbled at the landowner, saying, These who were hired last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day's work and the scorching heat. But he answered and said to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. But I want to give to this last person the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I want with what is my own? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? So the last shall be first, and the first last. As Jesus was about to go up to Jerusalem, he took twelve disciples aside by themselves, and on the road he said to them, 
Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles to mock and flog and crucify, and on the third day he will be raised up. Then the mother of the sons Zebedee came to Jesus with her sons, bowing down and making a request of him. And he said to her, What do you desire? And she said to him, Say that in your kingdom these two sons of mine shall sit, one at your right and one at your left. But Jesus replied, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? They said to him, We are able. And he said to them, My cup you shall drink, but to sit at my right and at my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it has been prepared by my Father. And after hearing this, the other ten disciples became indignant with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles domineer over them, and those in high position exercise authority over them. It is not this way among you, but whoever wants to become prominent among you shall be your servant, and whoever desires to be first among you shall be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him, and two people who were blind, sitting by the road, hearing that Jesus was passing by, cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. But the crowd sternly warned them to be quiet. Yet they cried out all the more, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus stopped and called them, and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, We want our eyes to be opened. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes, and immediately they regained their strength and followed him. Acts 14 In Iconium they entered the synagogue of the Jews together, and spoke in such a way that a large number of people believed, both of Jews and of Greeks. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the minds of the Gentiles and embittered them against the brothers. Therefore they spent a long time there, speaking boldly with reliance upon the Lord, who was testifying to the word of his grace, granting that signs and wonders be performed by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, and some sided with the Jews, while others with the apostles. And when an attempt was made by both Gentiles and the Jews, with their rulers, to treat them abusively and to stone them, they became aware of it and fled to the cities of Lyconia, Lystra, and Derbe, and the surrounding region, and there they continued to preach the gospel. In Lystra, a man was sitting whose feet were incapacitated. He had been disabled from his mother's womb and had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke. Paul looked at him intently and saw that he had faith to be made well. And he said with a loud voice, Stand upright, on your feet. And the man leaped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, 
They raised their voice, saying in the Lyconian language, The gods have become like men, and have come down to us. And they began calling Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, since he was the chief speaker. Moreover, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates, and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard about it, they tore their robes and rushed out into the crowd, crying out and saying, Men, why are you doing these things? We are also men, of the same nature as you, preaching the gospel to you, to turn from these useless things to a living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them. In the past generations, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness, in that he did good and gave you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. And even by saying these things, only with difficulty did they restrain the crowds from offering sacrifices to them. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, having won over the crowds. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. But while the disciples stood around him, he got up and entered the city. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby, And after they had preached the gospel to that city and had made a good number of disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying, It is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they entrusted them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came into Pamphylia. When they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been entrusted to the grace of God for the work that they had accomplished. When they had arrived and gathered the church together, they began to report all the things that God had done with them, and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles, and they spent a long time with the disciples. Proverbs 8, 1-11 does not wisdom call, and understanding raise her voice? On the top of the heights beside the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, at the opening to the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out, To you, people, I call, and my voice is to mankind. You naive ones, understand prudence, and you fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things, for my mouth will proclaim truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing wicked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Accept my instruction, and not silver." and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her.
Psalm 18, 1 through 15. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my savior. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. I am saved from my enemies. The ropes of death encompass me, and the torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains were trembling, and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils, and fire from his mouth was devouring. Coals burned from it. He also bowed the heavens down low, and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, and he sped on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place, his canopy around him, darkness of waters, thick clouds. From the brightness before him passed his thick clouds, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them, and lightning flashes in abundance, and routed them. Then the channels of water appeared, and the foundations of the world were exposed. By your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils.